I was desperate at the time, you know, like I wanted to like get in it. If you're going to be a designer toy store, you got to have Dunny, right? It's been a long time. You know, Waffles, that was like so 2018. No, it's kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it's time for Live Reaction with Jess. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, toy family. Welcome to the Marsham Toy Hour, where we discuss anything and everything designer toys. I'm Gary Ham. I'm Teresa Hawkins. I'm George Gaspar. And guys, I don't like this every other week schedule we got going on. It uh, It's messing with me. Weird. It was your idea. No, it wasn't. <laughs> oh. It was? Wait, whose idea was it then? It just kind of happened. It's just be- unavailability issues and... Like stuff like that, so we just kind of fell into it, and uh, it's happened three weeks in a row, and now I'm all out of kilter. Well, let's bring it back around. Well, you won't be here next week, so it'll be another That's week true. I <laughs> you can still record without me. I'll hey. be in Florida. I need a little bit of a brain break from the crazy things here, so I'm going to enjoy some beach and sunshine with my little fur baby. It'll be good. Okay. But you can still that record. Nice. We can do weekly. Make it happen. All right, so anyways, we are being joined by a guest. He's been on before, but you probably wouldn't know it because we didn't let him talk. For our Five Points Festival episode, we had a guest join us to help wrap it up, and that guest was Corey of Strange Cat Toys. He's the owner of Strange Cat Toys. He also happens to be a sponsor of the show, and we thought it would be fun for him to finally join us and help wrap up Five Points with us. But So I went back and re-listened to the episode today, hoping that would help refresh my mind of what was said so we don't repeat ourselves today. And you were right, Teresa. He barely said anything. You and I talked the entire time. See? That's why I said, I said, we have to redeem ourselves and let him back on as a guest because we were terrible. We were awful. So we're actually going to let him talk. I promise I'll sit back and just listen. <laughs> yeah, we're going to redeem ourselves this time. So let's welcome back Corey of Strange Cat Toys. Corey, I'm so sorry, but we barely let you talk last time. Hey, no problem at all. Happy to be back on. So. Today, we're going to focus on you, buddy. Oh, boy. Have you ever met George? Have you guys ever seen no. each other at conventions? No? No, I've DM'd him a couple times on Instagram. That's That's been the gist of our interactions. Was I a dick? That happens sometimes. <laughs> no, you seemed super nice. And then you uh, complimented the beard oil about how I shipped it as you guys were recording. So that was also cool. Oh, nice. Yeah, I have that up on my shelf in my studio. Nice. Did you use it first? Wait. Hell no. Say, do you- you haven't used wait. it? It's just for display. No, it's just for display for the stroll. <laughs> but wait, George, it's a you could still use it and still have the bottle to display. I was nervous it was not real. Like I thought it was like a novelty item. It's real. <laughs> <laughs> well, you need to try it. It's like Funko cereal. You gotta eat stuff in the box. Alright, and like eat- in six months when my beard is is fully in and like really in there, I'll put the beard oil in to try it. All right, and then we can make a, a double beard. G Toys beard oil. Oh, that'd be awesome. That would be cool, actually. Are you gonna do the whole yeah. toothpick thing again, George? Uh, I don't know. Let's let's wait till it grows in first. <laughs> let's see if I can get that far again. <laughs> let's see if we can get to talking to Corey. I know. All right, so Corey, you're a longtime sponsor of the show, fantastic store owners of Strange Cat Toys, but we actually don't know how Strange Cat Toys got started. I heard a whisper that before Strange Cat Toys got started, you were kind of, you were a collector, but you also were somehow involved with Funko Pops. Did that have anything to do with how Strange Cat Toys got started? Uh, ish, yeah. Ish. I, uh, 
I was a collector of like NECA and McFarlane for quite a while. Um, and then I started to get into the Funko Pops and then flipping toys on eBay. So it really kind of got my collector mojo going. And um, so me and my buddy started an action figure store called BNC Toys. It was mostly McFarlane and NECA. And we were going kind of like the toy hunter style. And we'd go through people's collections and garages and things like that and Craigslist. And we were just like basically just working hard for not much. And then we eventually, within a few months, made a, an official LLC and opened up a NECA account and Entertainment Earth. And we started buying wholesale and building up a little bit better than having to go and dig through like junky toys and have to clean them off to resell them. So that's kind of where it got started. And then I met my wife. And before we were married, I went over to her place and I saw a Joe Ledbetter dunny. I was like, what is this? What are these dunnies? And so that's kind of where I got introduced to Kid Robot product and designer toys. It's always Kid Robot and the dunnies. That seems to be like the main gateway. I know. Sorry, I didn't hear. This would have been like 2011. Okay. So that's kind of where I started getting into it. And I started to lose kind of the passion for all the McFarlane and the NECA. Like I used to like love all the alien releases and Predator. I still like it, but like I would just kind of look at my shelf and I just felt like there was no life in the toy. It was just an action figure. Like there was nothing really behind it. And I'd look at my wife's shelf and see all this artist's work behind it. And and it actually had somewhat of of like a soul to it. Okay. So my buddy... Luckily enough, I guess it worked out. He just kind of fell off the face of the earth. So <laughs> BNC Toys slowly moved over. Actually, not slowly, pretty quickly moved over to, to just Final Toys. And then I was able to open up a Kid Robot account. So did you run under BNC Toys for how long before you made it Strange Cut? Probably a year. Okay. So wait, when you started selling back in 2011? That's when I started doing like the eBay stuff. We've been Strange Cat for like four years, and then we were BNC Toys like two years prior. Okay. I want to know why Strange Cat. Do you have a strange cat? <laughs> so when we were coming off of BNC Toys, because that was just me and my friend's initials, right? It wasn't clever or anything. I'm like thinking like, what am I going to use? Like there's Cotton Candy Machine. That's a weird name. Like what, how'd they come up with that? So that's kind of... We're like, I was thinking, like, let's come up with something cool and weird like that. And um, the logo and the, the name is, is off of my cat. His name was Grandpa. He passed, like, three years ago. But um, he was, like, such a weird cat. And I, I thought Strange Cat sounded kind of cool. You know, I also thought, like, Stranger Factory and, and Flying Cat. So I kind of comboed some cool words that I thought was nice. And I kind of regretted it almost immediately. <laughs> Because he had cat fanatics? Well, so I would go and set up at these weekend pop-up events or Comic-Con. And people, they still, to this day, they're like, hey, you have cat toys? I'm like, no. Uh, Or they're they're like, these are for cats? Why are they so expensive? I'm like, these are not fucking cat toys. You think these are cat toys? Like, come on. (laughs) Well, take advantage of that. Leverage that. Go out and get a a cat toy wholesale account and uh, diversify your shop. I know. I feel like I need to get like i don't know some sort of plush designer to make like a catnip toy just so i have it yeah get those uh what, what did we see at uh, five points fest we picked up for andrew bell's cat we picked him up it was like a hat for his cat it was like a fish hat for a cat 
You need some of that stuff. <laughs> yeah, and, and it would probably sell. Like when I do these weekend pop up events, they're at like these indie markets, and it's mostly people selling like twenty dollar planner things that they made or um, weird rocks or homemade jewelry, like things like that. Like it's not designer toy scene at all. Yeah, I just do it for kind of exposure, and I've I've built some regular customers from it. But the amount of people that ask for cat toys, you don't know how many times I've thought, like, I should just close this up and sell cat toys. <laughs> or just carry it on the side. I'm telling you. You got to right. do it. It'd be funny. And all the cat enthusiasts will love you for it. Yeah, and I have and been they... able to, con- to convert some customers to buy Andrew's stink box. I'm like, no, but we have this. Yeah, see? Blend the world. All right, I'll do it. Nice. And Martian Toys has to sell toys for Martians. But anyway, so uh, so you're primarily a web-based store, but you travel around and do some shows and stuff. And one way that you travel around, I think a lot of people probably don't know, is you bought yourself like a small short a short bus. And you that's how you would display the toys. You would drive around to conventions and people would have to go inside your bus and then actually look at the toys that way, right? Yeah, people had to come inside to, to look at it. Like we took all the seats out and put shelving and put custom seating in and put like a lot of work and, and money into it. And I drove that thing around for almost three years. And the main reason I got it, so when I opened up my Kid Robot account, I could only buy like the licensed stuff. Okay. At the time, they wouldn't let you get the art toy or dunny unless you were a brick and mortar. So I asked my rep, I said, hey, if I buy a bus and turn it into a store, does that count? Yeah, loophole. <laughs> And he said, well, buy the bus, retrofit it, and send me pictures and we'll see. This was kind of like <laughs> a big if. That's a big gamble. Yeah. So I, I went for it and I did it and he loved it. So that's that's how I was able to get Donnie. Wow. That is pretty cool. Are you still doing the bus today? So not last December, but the December prior, we went down for Art Basel to have JC Rivera and Nikki Davis paint the bus, and we were going to sell toys out of the bus during Art Basel week. And um, we got the bus painted, and everything was cool, and we went back to the hotel. And uh, the next day we were supposed to come out and start selling, you know, like actually try to make money doing this. Um, the, uh, the fuel tank strap holding up the fuel tank broke, and my fuel, fuel tank dropped while we were on the interstate oh, and just started – gushing out gasoline so oh, yeah. Had, yeah it was nuts when i called AAA, they're like oh if there's gasoline you gotta tra- call the fire trucks so oh, fire man. trucks had to come out there they poured <laughs> kitty litter all over the the gasoline and they were like all right we're done you can get your tow truck now <laughs> that's crazy yeah it, and my wife was pregnant at the time she was like three months pregnant so it was like the worst possible time this could happen you know like, we spent all this money going down to Miami. The hotels are not cheap. No. The trip wasn't cheap. I mean, we're in Florida, so it wasn't a crazy drive. But to get our bus towed back to Tampa, because none of the shops there said they could fix it or had a part to replace it, it was like $1,100 for that tow truck. Damn. Yep. No AAA for the bus, huh? Well, they said they wouldn't cover it because cause we had RV and RV AAA for it, and they had covered it in the past, but the person I talked to at the time said, no, they're not going to cover it. So does this mean you never uh, ended up doing the repairs and it's just kind of a retired bus at the moment? Or what's going on with that? 
So it sat for four months until I was able to find uh, a replacement fuel tank because it's such an old bus that they don't just make that part anymore. So I had to wait for a used one to just kind of come along. So one finally popped up on Craigslist in Atlanta. So I drove up there with my buddy and we bought it and brought it down and had the repairs done. And then that bus worked for like eight months after that, you know, (laughs) with small issues here and there. And it it still runs today, but uh, I sold it back in September and purchased a new larger bus with AC and no leaks and no issues. And we're just waiting to to clear that thing out and get it painted and turn it into a shop again. Nice. Well, cool. Wow. It's Man, probably, adventures. It might be cheaper than having a brick and mortar though. Well, yeah. And it's, it's safer too. You know, like I can just go park at an event or, you know, I can set up next to a gallery or something and then just leave when I'm done. But do you keep the stock on the shelves when you're driving? Does things topple over or is everything quake glued down or how do you handle all that? Uh, so with the old bus, I had shelves that I would have to set up every time I went in and set up and put all the toys up and put them on display. And then when I'm done, I got to break it all down and put them in bins. So it was kind of like setting up for my own like mini con okay. every weekend. For all the thieves out there listening who might be looking for the next victim, do you leave everything in the bus or do you take it out each night? No, I take everything out. The, the humidity in Florida is so bad that oh. if it was out there for a week, the boxes would just look like you know, they'd be all super wet and gross and deformed. This bus also had a really bad leak too. So when I would drive during the rain, it would like leak all over my lap. It was. This this is starting to sound less cool and more like a nightmare. Yeah. It it ended up turning into a nightmare. So that's why I was like, I have to get rid of this bus and get something better. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a cool idea though. It's fun. I mean, there's no one else out there doing this like you. I'm still reflecting on the fact that in order to get Dunnies, you had to have some kind of, (laughs) brick and mortar and did that through a bus. I'm still just baffled by that. Cause I don't know if that rule is still in place. Cause I feel like I see a lot of people get stuff wholesale that don't have brick and mortar, which just boggles my mind that you were like, I'll do a bus, <laughs> but it worked. There was a store here in Phoenix called uh, red hot robot and they haven't been around. They closed several years ago around 2012 or so, but I used to go in there every other weekend once a month and just hang out and talk with the store owner, Jason there. And I got to know him pretty well. And yeah, I, see, I he, do recall him telling stories of some of the, um, the brands and companies he worked with did have stipulations. I don't know if they were like, you had to be a brick and mortar to get the product, but you had to meet minimum order quantities to get certain things in or have a certain uh, number of uh, designer toy sales within a given month to get, even get exclusives and chases. So it doesn't surprise me that you had to be a brick and mortar to get the product, but it does surprise me that you bought a bus to get it. <laughs> I was desperate at the time, you know, like I wanted to like get in it. Like if you're going to be a designer toy store, you got to have Dunny, right? Oh, absolutely. Of course. Yeah. And th- was it worth the risk though? When, you know, th- when you actually landed the designer toy account, what, did it make a huge difference in sales? Oh God, they were like 70%. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's great. Like, we were just rolling, like, all Kid Robot. Like, Kid Robot was our bread and butter. And um, I actually haven't had an account. It'll be three years this April that my account was closed. Wait, what? Your Kid Robot account is closed? Well, can, yeah. can I ask why it was closed? Or was that just. Is there, like, is there something nefarious? Or, like, are you not allowed to talk about it? Oh, I, I mean, I could talk about it. My account's closed, so. Um, 
so my my sales rep at the time at Kid Robot, um, this is this isn't the same one that when I had the bus. They changed sales reps a couple of times since then. But um, this person doesn't work there anymore. But she was very hard to work with and uh, was very passive aggressive. And uh, the issue was that she had put too many products of a certain Donnie release on my order, and they had already been shipped. And I was like, I did not order this. Many. It was like double what I ordered. Can you? call FedEx and have it sent back and she she was basically like no I'm not doing that so I sent <laughs> I sent this email to her to tell her how terrible she was at her job like this is your job you're a sales rep you're supposed to do this kind of stuff and I forwarded it to her boss and then maybe an hour later I get a uh, an email saying uh, we regret to inform you that we're we'll be closing your account all your pending orders have been canceled oh my god wow. Yeah, and I had like 50 Freeny Dunnies on pre-order that were taken away. So I had to go around to all the different designer toy shops and some non-designer toy shops that sold Kid Robot and buy them all retail so I could fulfill orders. Oof. Is there, I was going to say, is there, maybe I just don't, I'm sure there's a reason, but it was better for you to do that than just to refund the pre-orders? Well, yeah, because like this was a sellout dunny, you know, like I didn't want my customers to be like, you know, waiting, you know, they're expecting me to have this for them. And then me to be like, this was like a week before they were supposed to ship out, you know, for them to be like me to tell them, oh, sorry, we don't have this. Hopefully you can get it elsewhere. Everybody else was pre-sold out. Ah, well, that's cool of you to spend the time to do that and like care about your customers enough. What, George? And the extra money to do it. Right. Yeah, it, it cost. Yeah, it was a ton because I also had to pay for shipping from like uh, six or seven different stores. Um, a, cu- a couple of them I did reach out to and they sold me some at wholesale, but that was like maybe like a fraction of, of what I had to purchase. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. And I also I got all this news while me and my wife were closing on our house. So it was, oh, that's it was already God. a stress. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that's an email you wish you could take back. But yeah. how are you? You're still selling Kid Robot product. How are you getting it still? If you have a closed account, so I have to kind of source some of the KR stuff through other channels. Okay. Wow. I mean, I thought all that bus stuff was probably your biggest challenge, but this sounds like it definitely was. Yeah, I thought we were gonna have to close. Yeah, but you didn't. You persevered. You faced, you know, the adversity of the challenge of it. It seems like you. I don't know, in a weird sort of way, I mean, to be honest with you, it seems like you're a lot more diverse today. You're um, you're branching out. I've seen in the last few years, you've been doing a lot more import products from the East. So it seems like in maybe in some sort of weird way, it pushed you um, to branch out and broaden, you know, like what you carry for your store. Yeah, it, it was a blessing in disguise, man. Like, um, yeah, Aaron at Martian Toys really convinced me to not give up. I was ready to just kind of throw in the towel. And he's like, no, he's like, you'll figure it out. You'll figure it out. And, um, you know, I, I looked out there to see what all the other stores had and who was doing well and what products are doing good. And, you know, I looked at our Coke and Pepsi, which was Rota Fuji and My Plastic Heart. And so I kind of, you know, paid a lot more attention to what they were doing. I started it's, interesting off, that, it's interesting that you just made them the Coke and Pepsi. That's cool. Well, I mean, they, they, they are, right? I mean, who else would be? 
But no, I mean, I think it's, I think especially too for someone up and coming, like like you working to build Strange Cat and become more of a presence in the scene as a seller. I mean, it's cool for you from your perspective to be like, hey, what are the top dogs? Oh, I think that they're uh, my plastic covered Fuji. I'm gonna go kind of check out what they're doing and see if I can learn. Yeah, and then you know, I started to to try to reach out to to the Asian producers and. It was pretty hard at first, you know, like not many people would return emails or they didn't have an Instagram. So uh, luckily I found like the secret to contacting these people. So um, I was able to do so. And, and it's been like the best thing ever because for the most part, they're all very nice and they all want to have some sort of representation in the U.S. And, you know, everybody's trying to build their their Hello Kitty or, you know, their character and try to bring it stateside. Now, that's cool. And I've actually heard that in the East, a lot of the Eastern countries, you know, email really isn't a main source of communication for them anymore. It's mainly applications. I think like um, WeChat is the one I read about. Yeah, WeChat and WhatsApp have been. WhatsApp. Yeah. But now now finding these people, you know, the the certain toy producers or uh, people that work for the producers, finding their contacts is very hard. So. I had to ask like friends of friends, like, hey, do you have this person's contact? Do you have this person's contact um, in order to get their info? Because it's not like you can just search, you know, for somebody that works at Pop Mart on WeChat. Yeah. And being a, a niche kind of a toy scene, I imagine people are pretty tight-lipped on sharing their contact list, I imagine. It yeah. It couldn't have been easy. Yeah, no, I had to beg for Pop Mart for like a couple months, two, three months. But you're using those apps? As your communication method? Yeah. I mean, I pretty much do business. Like, almost all the business is done on WeChat and WhatsApp. So weird. So different. It's interesting, though. It's, it's a lot easier than email, too. You know, when you email somebody on the other side of the world, you know, a 10-minute conversation takes a week. No, I mean, I think it's cool. I I don't know. I, I, Part Mart's one of those things that I feel like has just blown up like crazy. If Of all the different blind box news I see, I feel like the amount of stuff they are pumping out right now, it's ridiculous. I mean, it's just – and the, the partnerships they're starting to make with people in the designer toy scene, it's just – I am constantly seeing news. I mean, puckies were nuts, but now even this year, I'm seeing all over the place stuff, and they just announced the one with the Laboo but, um, but like. As someone who's interested, right, I go to their website and it's gibberish and there's no way to order, right? So the fact that you and along with other stores are starting to carry this stuff has been awesome because otherwise it's just, you know, you'd be stuck. So I think it's cool that you found a way to get in and be able to carry it because I feel like there's a demand, there's obviously a demand for it. And with the way they're making product, I feel like it's just going to keep going. Oh, yeah. Like when we got Pucky, like, that's just like really when it blew up, you know, like Pucky is, is way bigger than I would have thought. I, th- I think that we sold almost 70 cases of those pool babies. Wow. That's I was one of them. Yeah. That's <laughs> the most of any mini series I've ever sold. Like ever. I, I couldn't believe it. What's the second Pucky. closest? The second closest was, Maybe the McPherson minis that Kid Robot did last year. Oh, okay. And that was, I think we did 14. So there's a pretty big oh, gap. that's a big gap. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Holy cow, that's, that's crazy. That's crazy. Yep. 
those pool babies, I swear, they, I don't know, they caught me and they're awesome. And then Pucky blew up and they started, I was like, oh God, the, the series keep on coming. I can't keep up. It was like, well, they ah. did what, three or four releases after the initial pool babies release. Did do all the pup, uh, Pucky miniseries do that well? Not that well, no. Just so, the, um, this the initial one did really well? The other one still did well, right? Like, those are my top three or top two and top three now. Yeah. Wow. But uh, Forest Fairies did really well. The uh, The New Year's did okay. Um, I mean, we always – we end up selling out all of them. So, you know, they're always good. And then the Three Little Pigs was kind of like an off series, right? So that was only like eight pieces, and it was for the Year of the Pig. Yeah. When you say New Year's, you mean Christmas? Oh, sorry. Yeah, Christmas. Sorry. Okay. Good catch. No, that's okay. I just want I make I want to make sure I'm following, but uh, yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to see if how how much more they do for Pucky. But I was surprised at how, like, Pool Babies came, and I'm like, okay, this is awesome. Like, I can't wait for the next one. And then we see Forest Fairies. I'm like, oh, already cool. And then you see Christmas. You're like, ah, like I haven't even bought that many Forest Fairies. I can't keep up. So they're kind of killing me a little bit. I know we talked about the fatigue a little bit on a previous episode, but at the same time, I'm kind of loving how much Pop Mart's doing and all the, like, it's like they've somehow leapt into our scene and are collaborating with all these artists. I'm just like, yes, keep going, keep going. I can't wait to see who you work with next. So, well, and they're, they're so smart with how they do their blind boxes. You know, if you want the whole set, you just buy a case and you get yep. 12. You don't have to, have a bunch of dupes or be worried you're going to get three of the same figure like that sucks like why are yeah. we doing cases of 24 just do a case yep. of how many the run is totally agree you're, you're going to sell more it's proven already yeah well and i think the other thing that's cool about the pop mark cases is they have the hidden or secret component so it, it can be a pain because because so many times it's always my favorite which, of course, they would do that. But it's just an, another little cherry on top of, like, not only can you get the set, but you have a chance to get this really cool rare one, too. So it's like, why not? If you right. like the majority of them, or, you know, it just seems silly not to. It's what I did with most of, actually, I think, majority of the Pop Mart. Oh, man, have I bought a case of every single Pop Mart toy? You can't. There's no way. <laughs> no, 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 no. I didn't mean like that. I meant every Pop Mart thing I've bought, I've always bought in case form versus blind box form. Ah. Not that I've bought every single Pop Mart thing produced, but of high roller. Looking... <laughs> Corey, how do you decide the quantity to order? Is it based on pre-order sales? You just order what is pre-ordered, or are you guessworking based on pre-orders and what you think will sell? Uh, well, they have a minimum order, so I have to order 144 pieces at a time. Okay. So I place my guest order, and then I put them up for pre-order. And if I need to increase, I can go after that. So you have to buy at Wait. least 12 cases. Yeah. Okay. See, okay, I can do math. Okay. I'm an yeah. artist. I can do math. How about that? <laughs> I was confused. That's unheard of. I was confused. It, when you say 144 pieces, is that of the same thing or mix and match? Of uh, the same thing, so the same skew basically. So if it's if it's forest fairies, Teresa, yes, order 144 blind boxes of forest fairies. Okay. So it'd be 12 cases. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, what is? Can I ask what a case costs of forest fairies? Like if I was wanted to buy a case of forest fairies. 
$123 after they're discounted. They're, uh, they'd be 133 if you bought them all at the full retail. Okay. That's not too bad. I'm looking at these now. I never really looked at all these before. I'm, I know Teresa's talked about them, but I never really paid attention. But these are really darn cute. Yeah, and the uh, quality is yeah. is great on them. And, you know, when I put them out on display, when I do the pop-up shows or a convention, like, people are just drawn to them. Like, nobody cares what they're about or what the story is. They just like them. Yeah, I could I could what? see wanting to buy these. The, well, pop bar is the other thing too. Not only are they the designs great and the collaborations, but the quality, like their detail and it's like top notch quality. But you're not paying like fifteen bucks per blind box per se. Right. So you think about like eh, I don't I won't go there, but. <laughs> <laughs> Teresa, you mentioned the new one that just just dropped last night, the Labubu Forest Concert miniseries. Uh, that's the one with Costing Along. He's apparently working with Pop Martin now. Usually he worked with uh, How to Work, but it's great to see him doing stuff with Pop Martin. Corey, you were how I learned about this thing. I was um, I jumped on Instagram, and you already had like three posts about it. I didn't see any on any toy blog. You were the first person I saw, and then. I went to a Facebook group. There was you. Was, you were already in there mentioning it. Like you pounced on this thing. So how does that? How do you get the info and then get it out there so fast? Is it come through email? Do you you find it like on, on a Reddit thread? So um, they don't send out sales sheets. You just have to look out for their new products. Um, I follow Toy Soul uh, Hong Kong, which is a toy show they do every year, and I saw they posted an image, and I was like, is that? Is that fucking Labubu? Are they making a Labubu miniseries? So I opened up my WeChat and I messaged them. I said, can I order this Labubu miniseries? And they said, yes. I said, can I put it up for pre-order? They said, yes. <laughs> How many do you want? And so I put it up within like five minutes. You were and then super I fast. A bunch of posts. Yeah, you were like breaking news. That was crazy. I know. Now I am I just went and followed Toy Soul <laughs> HK on it. because like, oh, this looks fun. I want to see Toy, <laughs> Toy News too. Man, I forgot we we're talking about all this Pop Mart stuff, and I forgot that that the Baby Sushi Chino Lamb series is Pop Mart too. Yep. What do you think <sighs> of that one? Me? Uh, this is one of those things where they're they're weird, and I don't know why, but I still kind of like them. <laughs> it's it's weird. I don't know how to explain it. It's there's certain toys sometimes when you look at them, and like your first reaction is like, Ugh! and then you look at me and you're like. Yeah, maybe I think like they're odd, but they're oddly cute. Yeah. The, like the more I look at them, the more I'm tempted to buy them. I, I wasn't sure because I know you don't like sushi, so I wasn't sure if you would like that series. Like Corey, getting back to you, I mentioned that you were doing some of the Facebook groups as well as kind of like a community building or brand building for um, Strange Cat Toys. And how important is that for you to to not only you know be good at you know, the early bird gets to worm stuff on social media, but also get in there and communicate with all the uh, collecting Facebook groups that are out there. Uh, it, it's extremely important. I feel like I'm giving all my trade secrets out, but yeah, it's it's super important. Um, you know, the the Collector's Home, which is a Facebook group I'm a part of, and uh, design, Designer Toy Universe has been really helpful. Um, they really help push my stuff and you know, I'm, I'm involved in like the post, like I comment and I'm, I'm active on the, on the groups. Um, and I'm just real fortunate that, you know, they're nice enough to repost or to let me post on there and, and try to move products and build my brand. 
Yeah, I mean, as long as you're not going in there and just spamming, as long as you're in there and you're participating and being part of the community, and, and I think that's what would really help to build customer attention and customer loyalty is to, to be in there and build those personal relationships with the collectors in those groups. Yeah. Oh, and even on the Waffle Group, I won the Mega um, Unbox Dino. You did? That was you? Huh. Yeah. I could not believe that. That's so cool. if anybody that thinks you don't win anything. Right? It's yeah. it's not. I mean, you got to enter to win. And yeah. I don't I don't know. I had I had plenty of losses. But when you win something, ooh, <laughs> it feels good. It's been a long time. You know, Waffles... That was like so 2018. No, it's kidding. It was. No, it was. I know it's still but ongoing, really, but I've I've kind of had to take a simmer, just you know. But I've thought about like I think with conventions and holidays and stuff, especially near the end of the year, it can get kind of slow. And it has been picking it back up. But I've thought about jumping back in it. It's just it's so hard for me to gamble on it. It was really fun at first, but now I'm like. I don't know. I was going to say, I've been seeing more uh, things being sold on the other fan groups now on Facebook, like uh, Kid Robot Buy, Sell, Trade. I'm seeing a lot more people putting up stuff for sale in that group. And it seemed like during the, the high period of the waffle groups, like it seemed like all of that stopped in the other groups. And now it seems like, okay, that's kind of fizzled out. And now we're starting to see product being sold in the other groups again. Yeah. Well, yeah. the nice thing about Designer Toy Universe um it is a it is a nice group, but what's nice about that that's different from uh, the other group that we talked a lot about is they allow kind of multi posts. So if you want, you can throw up an interest post and see like look in a cell or if interest could do a waffle too. And if you know a bunch of people say waffle it, waffle it, they can throw it up as a waffle, but people can just buy it direct as well. So it's kind of a nice merger of options. Okay, I that. like that. I don't think I'm a part of that group. Join. I'll have to check it out. I know. Like, I can't stay on top of everything. I'm out of touch. I know. I, well, do have, and- uh, I do have a little bit of a love-hate with uh, some of the waffles. Like, I'll have customers that I know that reach out to me and they're like, do you have this toy? Like, I've been looking for this toy for so long. And I have some stuff that's not listed on the site that I just keep for if I go to a convention or if somebody is really looking for something, I'll try to help them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I've helped people get things that I've had marks sold out for, like, months and then i go and see it on a waffle for like twice the price I'm oh, like, you man. Motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. okay i mean that's annoying but can i just say the one thing that's really my pet peeve honestly and this is why designer toy universe i have a little bit of love or hate relationship with that group in general only because there are waffles that go up that are such flipper waffles and it really rubs me the wrong way because there'll be a piece like Litter's Works, Uosamus. Uh, I'm so butchering that name. Uosamus. I don't know if you've seen those. They were, uh, you know, the booth we went to, Gary. We bought the cute little blind boxes with the beads in it. I know the ones. There's the larger figures, and they've kind of just popped up out of nowhere. But anyway, these figures are super hard to get, and I will just see post after post for them being at like 350 when I know they retailed for around like a hundred. And it's not like a I get it, maybe something that's rare or whatever, but when it just sold out and then immediately a waffle comes up for three times the price, I'm like, oh, that just drives me bananas. <laughs> Flipping happens, but when I see it constantly, it just bugs me. And then it also bugs me when people like still join the waffle. I'm like, stop, 
stop supporting this. This is not good. Well, I think they. I talked to them and they said they're going to be at five points. So hopefully you can snag some stuff there. Wait, Littersworks is? Yeah, because I asked them for. We're supposed to be doing an exclusive of that same toy. Uh, and I asked about doing it for five points. And they said, oh, we're already going to have a booth of five points. So. Oh, fun. We can get more yay. Oh, I found out the name of those blind boxes are yay. They're called yay. Y-A-Y. Mm-hmm. How lost is George right now? <laughs> <laughs> pretty pretty George? lost. <laughs> Here, wait. Here's something, we, a... here's something we could talk about that George will know something about. You lost me at Laboo <laughs> that was like 15 minutes ago yeah I know but then I went and looked it up and I was t- tuning out and then I couldn't jump back in because I lost all concentration on what you guys are talking about but I looked up the blind box on Strange Cat Toys so I don't know you lost me well now that we got George's attention back and hopefully some listeners have jumped back in that might have gotten lost too let's take this brief uh, moment to mention some of our sponsors so for all your designer toy wants needs and desires we got three great stores for you. First up is 3DRetro.com. 3D Retro is a producer of amazing art toys, but along with that, they have a brick and mortar location in Southern California. They host lots of great events. The store is amazingly beautiful, so if you're in the area, be sure to visit 3DRetro.com and say hello to their team there. And our next sponsor is, I, I don't even know if we have to mention you, Corey, because you've been uh, talking and promoting Strange Cat Toys the entire episode, but let's go ahead and mention again. So a sponsor of the show is strangecattoys.com. Go there, load up your cart, use our promo code MARSHAM at checkout, and you will receive 10% off your entire order. And lastly for the stores is My Plastic Heart. My Plastic Heart is located in New York City. If you're in the area, you definitely want to check out their quaint little store. Vin is awesome. The store mascot is awesome. His name is Kiba the dog. But if you can't make it to New York City, fear not. You can visit MyPlasticHeart.com, load up that cart. And as a listener of the show, if you live in the States and spend $75 or more, use our promo code TOYFAM at checkout and you'll receive free shipping on that order. Otherwise, to stay on top of all the latest and greatest in toy news, be sure to like and follow SpankyStokes.com and TheToyChronicle.com. And be sure to download the Toy Chronicle app at any one of your favorite app stores. Okay, Corey, so uh, getting back to you, we've already heard a few of the obstacles you've had to overcome uh, with Strange Cat Toys over the years. Is there anything else that us as collectors may not be aware of, like of the difficulties that it takes to run Strange Cat Toys? Uh, I mean, just the day-to-day, right? Like, so I, I have a full-time job. Like, I, I'm, I'm a vet technician. I work at a veterinary clinic um, 40 hours a week. And then having my daughter a year and a half ago, all of that. And then, you know, I, I, I come home from, I get home from work, like, 6.30, 7 o'clock. And I cook dinner for my family and I hang out with my with my daughter for an hour. And then she goes to bed. And then my wife goes to bed. And then I pack orders until 11, 11.30. Damn. And then start start the day at 5 a.m. the next day. So, I mean, just just the workload is uh, is probably the next biggest uh, hurdle. But I can't even imagine, Corey. I mean, I'm a I work a full time day job as well. I have two boys, you know, four and six years in age, and it's it's a handful. I can't imagine running a store on top of that, and not only a store, but you're the only guy behind Strange Cat Toys. So you run customer service, you do all the packing and shipping, and from what I've heard, like you are super quick on shipping out orders. So you must never get a break. Yeah. Well, you know, we, 
we're one of the few stores that charge for shipping or don't offer free shipping. So I don't want somebody to wait a week before they get a ship notice. You know, I, shipping is a lot of money. Like, I don't know how these stores offer free shipping. Like, we're not Amazon. We're not Walmart. We're not Target. People are willing to pay shipping as long as you're able to get it out in a timely manner. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so I, we do a flat rate of six ninety nine, or if it's like an oversized item, it's it's more. But we also offer first class. So if you have something under a pound, it's like three or four bucks. So it's not too bad. But you know, I have to pay for boxes. I have to get packing material, and then, like I said, shipping is not cheap. I think we spent like forty thousand dollars on shipping last year. Jeez. So to to just give that away seems insane. I don't know how anybody does free shipping. I just it it's crazy to me, and because and I, I knew you had um, another job, but the way that you actively post does not give that impression at all. Like. <laughs> I don't, I don't think most people realize you are juggling the store with another job by the way that you are active on social media and in posts and staying on top of things. It's crazy. I don't know how you do it. His, don't I can't do his day job. No, he's got like a finger up a dog's butt while he's like answering texts. He's multitasking. Yeah. I, I keep my phone on me. If something pops up, if you know, I, there's, pretty good amount of downtime at work like you know it's just a regular day clinic we're not like doing emergency surgery or anything like that so um it's just mostly like sick dogs and vaccines and things like that so i'm i'm able to answer somebody's email or question and my wife helps with the customer service emails too so um we're able to respond pretty quick sometimes i feel like my responses may come off like dickish because it's very like short and to the point but Mm -hmm. that's because i only got like five seconds (laughs) Hey, you, bye, bye. Right. <laughs> that sounds exhausting. So you never just get to sit and binge watch something on Netflix or anything. It's like every night it sounds like you're pretty much shipping. Yeah, well, my wife got a little bit sick of it uh, <laughs> for a while. So uh, we've tried to make Sundays like the, the free day. Like I try to not do anything on Sundays. Well, that's reasonable. Nice compromise. That's important in a relationship. Yeah. Uh, speaking of relationships, George is just around. I want to do a, get her live reaction to something. Yeah, hold on. Let me call her in here. Okay. Now you got to play the the Jeopardy right. music. So she's here. Our buddy Neil is here too. If you hear him in the background, he'll be here as well. I'm here. All right. Hey. It's time for live reaction with Jess. <laughs> <laughs> On this week's live reaction with Jess, we're going to be showing her the Messy Style Times Forehead Forehead Safubi toy. I already hate it. (laughs) (laughs) The name is horrible. (laughs) Well, it's a collaboration, so I'm not exactly fully sure, but on the image it says Messy Style, and that's the account, the Instagram account I found it on, M-E-S-I, then the word style, and then Forehead Forehead is the other name that's on the collaboration i'm these names are new to me i don't know if they're artists or it's a company i'm gonna imagine it's a collaboration with two artists but anyways george i sent you a text with the image and let's show it to jess now and get a reaction all right we're opening it <laughs> what's happening i'm trying to open the picture bigger is it earthworms in a high heel <laughs> kind of 
Oh, let's just look on here. I don't need there. Hold on, we're trying to find a. Trying to find a bigger image. There it is. Yeah, is it like the a cutoff leg, like an amputated leg? No, it looks like earthworms, like earth, like drag earthworms. <laughs> drag earthworm is the best way to describe that. <laughs> like, the earthworm's like, lips. Like, I mean, he's lotion on its skin, kind of earthworm. Hashtag dragworm. Like, what is that? Like, what is the top half of this? I don't know, but how great is it? Do you love it? <laughs> like, why are the eyes on one side? Why are they not on both sides? It's a, it's a drawing transformed into three. No, like, but why is the mouth and why is the mouth on both sides? <laughs> this is goofy perfection, Jess. And they're all going to realize that they should have eyes on both sides? No, you can't do that. This is very. Oh, we uh, messed up, guys. We put the both of the eyes on one side and the mouth all around. We should fix it. Apparently, you and George have not, not had kids yet. Because yeah. if you're familiar with Peppa Pig, it's just like this: eyes on one side of the head. It's... <laughs> no, it's knows so what I'm talking about. Gracious. We haven't yep. had kids. We don't know how eyes work. All of a sudden. <laughs> well, in the animation and character design world, this is perfectly acceptable, Jess. Yeah, but when Peppa Pig is sculpted into a 3D toy, they don't put the eyes on one side. Like, in animation, Mickey's ears are always a certain way, but when they sculpt him, it's not that way. <laughs> oh, wait, and I'm sorry, what is this toy called again? I don't know what it's called, honestly. But let's call it Dragworm. I think it's a Dragworm, like, to be honest. Like, I it don't... needs, like, the knee or something, but, like, it's weird. It's like a, an earthworm one day woke up and was like, I, too, can wear high heels. <laughs> oh, wait, wait. I think I'm finding it. The info. So I know Hold that on. I know it's dropped. Before that. this episode drops, it's releasing this weekend for us, guys. So the weekend before you're actually hearing this. And there's several colorways dropping, but I don't know price. I don't know size. I just know it's a Fubi, and I know it's awesome. Okay, oh. apparently there are three different colors. Have you seen that? Yeah, red, green, and black. Oh, is that what you shared? Sorry, Gary. I'm clearly <laughs> not following. <laughs> <laughs> I only knew about the red one. I'm sitting here was thinking I'm having a Tiffany. Glitter hologram? No, not Look that. that. This is adorable. Now there's a bird eating the earthworm this is weird it is weird so let's go around no okay hold on george just put up a picture of the little earthworm drag like on the street and it legit looks like a prostitute (laughs) (laughs) like earthworm (laughs) like hey boys I'm that's your prostitute. I'm that's your prostitute it. voice. I'm hey boys. Hey boys. <laughs> <laughs> is that not yours? Is that not how you get? Look, it's a, a night out on the town. Look at that. There. Now he's in the red light district. I can't. <laughs> you, you know what? You already know what the fuck you're doing, Gary. Bye. <laughs> this is outrageous. It's an earthworm hooker. That's what they're. That's what they're doing with this. So let's go around. It's yay or nay? Would, would, do you like this? I say absolutely yay. George? Oh, 100%. I bought, I, I bought a foot with a banana on it one time at, <laughs> at Econ. And we still have it. It only has one eye. <laughs> <laughs> Jess, what do, you, what do you say? Yay or nay? Oh, oh no. No. <laughs> 
It's only the eyes are in the wrong spot. Oh, Teresa. I, if it was like a hooker worm, it'd be fine, but. <laughs> They're sore. That, that's how you can see both eyes when you display it. I. I am on the fence. Like I look at it and it is the weirdest, goofiest thing. And like, I hate it and I love it. I don't think I'd ever buy it. Like I appreciate its goofiness, but like, I don't want that on my shelf (laughs) at the end of the day. (laughs) That is a conversation piece. I like the head. I like the cute little face. I just, yeah. Like I like the worm. I don't, it's the heel body shoe thing that's like i don't i don't know it's so weird I, that would that would be such a weird thing for me to pick up it needs a little hat right oh, no then it's yeah. the, then it's the worm yeah. from, no no then it's the worm from uh richard scary or oh, whatever that I'm is. So oh yeah the richard scary idea. yeah let's give it a hat no that already exists no. that how about a necktie Corey? what you say yay or neck I don't see it in the chat, so I have no oh, idea what it looks like. You don't know what I'm. Th- I figured you knew what I was talking about. No, I have no idea what you're Hold on, get, get your phone ready, Corey. Okay. Incoming. Can we talk about the fact that on the package it's called Messy Style M E S I, but on the bottom of the shoe itself it's M E S H I. Hmm. Oh, weird. That's on their Instagram. I'm just reading those things. This, and I always go back to this, but it's basically, I just want to hear what the pitch is. Like, they, <laughs> someone drew up this picture with this, like, one-sided eye little guy, earthworm drag You're heel so guy. Eye, I know, get and over the eyes! And they were like, we love this. We think it's fantastic. Let's put into production three colors. Oh, I, I did see this. I hate it. Oh, <laughs> it's terrible. It's perfectly goofy. I love it. I, I kind of really like it, actually. Everybody, let's go buy it. It's got ankles. It's got <laughs> ankles. I can't with it. Okay, I'm going to show. I'm, wait, while we have you, Jess, I'm going to show you one more. I can't. I can. I can. Hang in there with me. Much hatred in my body. Neil, what do you think of this one? No comment. <laughs> like Neil says no comment. Right. Everybody go to Neil Wynn Art and buy some art. Neil Wynn. <laughs> what is it? NeilWynn.com? Yes. NeilWynn.com. Nice plug. <laughs> Shameless plug. Sorry. Right. <laughs> oh, I got one more. Do you guys have any other? What's your favorite goofy toy you've ever seen? George, oh. that one you described sound pretty crazy. I, I have one that's of George's. What is that? Wait, the goofiest toy that I've seen? Yeah. It's the little Japanese man that's masturbating. <laughs> and it has like a wet spot painted on his Oh my god, the guy that, oh, that you uh, want a decon? Yeah. yeah. It's by yeah. far my favorite thing. And I don't know what it is. It's like awkwardly uncomfortable. Right, I need, we need to look this up so we actually explain the name. I'm trying to find it real quick. Do you know what George off the top of your head? Because I know exactly what you're talking about. I, I don't even remember what company I bought it from. Jess, while we have you, I want to show you one more thing. So I included the link in the um, our little chat window, George. All right, I'm ready. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Hold on. For, wait. Hello? Oh, go ahead. For Hello? the listeners, this is Teapot by James Jarvis and Case Studio. It releases March 7th, 
at uh, 6 p.m. on the iLine store. 250 pieces, stands right. seven inches tall, and comes with two. So, George, sure. I already did it. She's looking at it. I love him. You love it? Yeah, I love him so much. Is it an actual teapot or a toy? Yeah, no, it's an actual teapot. It's a porcelain teapot that comes with two porcelain little teacups. Sold. (laughs) See, I love it too, Jess. I was like, that's fun. I like the little spout. That is so cute. Like, it makes me want to have people over. Like, I know I'm not, but it makes me want to have people over. And have a tea party and, like, pour pour stuff out of his cute little arm. Yeah. Like, it makes me want to see this on. Like, when you do, like, the little motions, like, a little teapot, here is my spell. (laughs) Whoa, what's that? Oh, that's amazing. Wow, that's exciting. Cool, we right? click the link to go to their online store to see about it, <laughs> and there's something called Mike Lee's Bump and Grind, and it's amazing. I don't see nothing wrong with a little bump and grind. There's a whole bunch of singing on this episode now. That's wow. like Someone's been drinking wine, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Don't sound <laughs> disapproval much, George. Oh, Bump and Grind. Yeah, that's nice. <laughs> that's exciting. That's like a, looks like a salt and pepper shaker set. <laughs> what if it is? It might be. Okay. Wait, how are you all seeing Bump and Grind? Hold on. It was a link uh, to the store to buy the uh, teapot, and then the first, like, the second thing up on the site is called Bump and Grind. So, I guess for the listeners, we're on casestudio.com. That's C A S E S T U D Y O. Dot com. Oh, oh. <laughs> Interesting. It's sculptural. Do you think this thing uh, gets pulled if R. Kelly's found uh, guilty? 100%. Yep. <laughs> but let's buy it. This thing is amazing. I want <laughs> That's like pretty exciting. Like you, the girl in the back is getting it too. Like that's the exciting part. <laughs> like she's like feeling the song. She's feeling the little booty. This, is this like- website has a lot of really good stuff. It's casestudio.com. And that's not an I in studio. It's a Y. Yeah, they got some really nice stuff. I like the, um, well, it's already sold out, but the... Apple on a Ledge by Para. That's fantastic. Had I known about that, I probably would have picked that up. All right, now I'm lost. George's <laughs> <laughs> world. I know, George. I'm like, sit, uh, well, the link I clicked went to high snobbity. Snobbity. You know what? If you're lost, our listeners are absolutely completely lost. So let's move on. And, and sorry, Corey, we got uh, a little distracted there. That's okay. Any other goofy toys that you guys can think of besides that one? Uh, one of the one toy that I've always liked that's kind of weird and kind of creepy. I don't know if it's it's more, maybe more creepy than goofy. Was It was an old Jermaine Rogers. I think it was called Squire. Was that its name? It was like a – it looked like – the face looked like Bobby Hill, but it was like a oh, pig yeah. creature. I love that thing. I still have that on the shelf. Give me a sec. I don't know this. what I'm that is. This. Oh, yeah. It looks like a donkey body with a big, giant bobby head. Yeah. yeah. That is kind of weird. I love that thing. Uh, I mean, Chima Group's kind of goofy. The boob little boob people? 
Oh, that's Sun Guts. No, I was talking about Chimagurt. Oh, you're like right. The... I'm thinking of the wrong one. Yeah, but they're goofy, cute. Goofy. No, Sun. Yeah, I mean, he's goofy cute. If you're wanting like weird cute, then or not even cute, just weird, then yeah, Sun Guts in there. They got like those booby head figures. The girls, yeah, I love the. I tried to buy one at Decon, and they were sold out before I got there. And then <laughs> when I was in Japan, we went to their booth, and I tried to buy one, and they were sold out before I got there. Scott got the last one. When we were in Japan. Why are those so popular? Guys like boobs. The thing is penis toys. Like, why would you want boobs and penis toys just chilling on your shelf? I just don't get it. Most of the collectors have never felt a boob, so having a vinyl toy of a boob? (laughs) Come on. That's so rude. Oh, man. All right, Corey, well, I'm curious about your uh, – let's, let's get back to Corey. Corey, you got a show coming up. This one reason I wanted to have you on this week is next Friday at the time of the release of this episode – actually, it's, well, it's going to be this Friday, right? Um, uh, no, it's next Saturday, the, the 16th of March. Right, so at the time that people are listening to this episode, though, it's March 16th. You're having the Misappropriated Icon 2 show. It's going to be held at All City Gallery in – Florida. What city of Florida? Uh, it's in Tampa. Okay. Um, it's also like the, it's like in a sub city called Ebor City, but it's in Tampa. And this is the second custom show. Last year around this time, you had misappropriated icon, the first show, and that one seemed like a little controversial at first. I think some people in the beginning, this is the um, show where you're using a bootleg cause companion as a platform, and you sent that out to people to customize. Am I correct in the beginning? Like it seemed like there was some like controversy over customizing a bootleg toy. Um, not not as much as I expected. Oh, um, and it was mostly from the artists that I invited. A lot of people were like, uh, "I want to stay away from this. I don't know about doing bootlegs. It seems like a bad idea." But you know, I talked to a lot of cause collectors and you know other people in the industry, and the consensus was, if you're going to do a cause show. Do not do it on legit cause. Do not paint over legit cause companions. Do not cut up legit cause companions. Just use a bootleg. I don't care. Yeah. No, that makes absolute sense to me. So, and also, I, I didn't have, it, it probably cost me like $800 a cause to send somebody a 16-inch dissected companion, you know, from 2006. Yeah. So, if for anybody to buy that would probably be like a $5,000 custom. Jesus, yeah. I mean, with that in mind, I... I've always wondered if people like, cause I think it's good that you make it aware that it's a bootleg. So people know, but like, I don't, I'm not as big into buying customs. So I just don't know that sentiment. If someone would be bothered by that, like same with, you know, there's eight inch dunny bootlegs out there. If someone bought one and customized that would that bug you. I, I don't know. I don't know if there's a strong, it doesn't seem like there's a strong opinion. Yeah. I think if, it's, if it's a custom, you know, do you really care? You know, I, I wouldn't buy a bootleg Dunny or a bootleg cause and just put it on my shelf, you know. But if somebody painted it and sculpted it and made it a new toy, I think it's totally different. Yeah, I think the, the key is being open. It would bug me potentially if because if, I think it's probably dependent upon collector by collector. But it would bug me if I if someone tried to pass something off as a custom on a real base and it wasn't. I'd rather at least know a be made aware of it maybe i don't know oh yeah for sure and 
So for the first show and this show, I told all the artists, like, we're not telling anybody these are legit cause. We're being very upfront that these are bootleg. It's going to be in the, the description and it's going to be, you know, it's in the it's in the title, you know. And Gary, you kind of helped me come up with this misappropriated name. Did I? How so? Well, yeah, I was the first show. I was trying to think of names and I was like bootlegger and yada yada. And you're like, no, you got to be more clever. Like, you know, it's misappropriation. And so I just kind of spun from that. I never told huh. you that, but I kind of took it from what you suggested. Look at that. I declined doing the show, and yet I contributed to the title. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so is that so? in the beginning, like you said, some of the, the people that you reached out to to customize were kind of hesitant to doing the show. So you ended up having 13 in the first show. And then we started seeing um, – leaks of the the customs from the first show and they were absolutely fantastic really high quality work amazing pieces and i think they all sold out right oh yeah with within like two days they all sold out one of them was a week late just because um ian nug life just he just couldn't get it done in time and that happens you know no big deal and then we had his up for i don't know a week and then it sold Nice. That's awesome. So did the success of the first show and just the overall quality of all the pieces in the first event, did it make it easier to invite artists for the second one? Because I imagine that would kind of curb some of the skepticism. Or did you still have some naysayers? Not as bad. I I had um, just two people turn it down because of that. And I also invited them last year and they said, you know, the kind of the same thing. So I was expecting that. But Igor Ventura was kind of a naysayer at first. And then the second go around, he's like, yeah, let's do it. Like, I want to be in the show. So and his came out absolutely fantastic. Oh, so it made it. I saw, I, I remember seeing a, like an Instagram post or something saying he was concerned it was, wasn't going to get there in time. Yeah, it's here. I have 14 of 27, 28. That's pretty good. Um, yeah, so I, and I've been getting progress shots from everybody. So I know that they're all on their way. And if a couple are late, you know, no big deal. That happens. And um, I think one person had to drop out just because she just couldn't finish it in her schedule, but we got somebody to fill the slot last minute. I have a piece on my shelf right now that I, I don't think I'm going to be able to finish. Should I tell you that now or <laughs> email you in a, like two months? What do you think? Uh, maybe like two weeks prior to the show. Okay. I'll let you know. <laughs> I believe in you, Gary. <laughs> Talking about the show and the – I've been catching a few uh, sneak peeks and reveals, and the one that Vanessa Ramirez did, yeah, it yeah. is so good. That monster, yeah. oh, I love it so much. For anyone listening who wasn't following Vanessa, she's totally worth a follow. She's probably one of those artists that is sort of flying a little under the radar and needs to not be, because her stuff is so good. But when I was seeing the sneaks for that, and then finally the full reveal, I was like, oh my gosh, it's so good totally agree. yeah i can't imagine how much time that sculpting took oh it's insane and do you have that one in hand yet it just it was actually the first one to get here so yeah i do where do you well, get 30 bootlegs uh alibaba oh nice okay <laughs> yeah <laughs> how was yeah, the yeah. quality on the on the bootlegs when you got them um so in my opinion i i think they're really good. The only poor side is the joints are a little bit loose, but other than that, they, they came out great. Um, I had one artist tell me that he didn't think it was that good and he wasn't sure he was going to be able to paint on it, but he was able to, and it was fine. Um, but then like Kyle Kerwin was like, did you send me a real cause <laughs> or Kyle Kerwan? <laughs> I 
It sounds like George is playing the video. Yeah, yep. sorry, turn it down. <laughs> it's creepy. It was, but how cool was that, though? So anyone, I guess anyone who's not familiar with what we're talking about is there's this video that JFO made for the misappropriated two icon show. And if, if you haven't seen it yet, go to uh, his Instagram accounts, the underscore JFO on Instagram. His real name is Jason Forbes. And anyways, he made like this promo video for the, for the custom show. And it's just a hand creepily turning this customized Jack in the box. And at the end it pops open and you see the promo image for the show. It's really, really cool. Jason is such a talented guy and he's done some awesome collaborations with several artists in the toy scene. So he does great work. He's did the, um, the Nightlights with Horrible Adorable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he's super talented. I'm surprised he hasn't had like a miniseries. Dunny, you know, like Kid Robot's been doing these kind of miniseries with artists. Uh, he would definitely be a good one to do. Mm-hmm. Or even like a, like, I don't know, like a spin. Because he does so much with light. Like that's kind of his specialty. Everything he does is kind of lit up typically. It'd be really interesting to see even like a lamp made or like just... That's kind of what put him on the map was those Dunny lamps he did. Yeah, I mean, I mean, production, like having Kid Robot produce production versions of some of his lights. But Mm -hmm. yeah, or if it's cost effective for him, if he can produce it on his own and do a smaller run, he could do it. That uh, license deal that several of the independent artists seem to be doing with the Dunny. I mean. They've all seemed to be having good success with it. As far as I know, they've all sold out. And the most recent one I could think of was Kyle Krawan's Boneyard Dunny. It's all the second colorway of it and 100, edition of 100. And it sold out within a, a couple hours or a few minutes, something like that. Congrats, Kyle. I'm, I was so happy. I was like, oh, my gosh, more. And oh, my gosh, it sold so fast. Go, Kyle, go. Yeah, congrats, Kyle. Turned out really, really nice. All involved. Great job. Um, Corey, getting back to you. So we've already talked how you're a store owner. You have a full-time day job as a vet tuck, but at night you're shipping and receiving and customer service. And uh, <laughs> you're also doing curating of events. And now you're, we're also seeing that you're starting to get a little bit into the producer role with, with toys. We saw at Five Points Fest last year, you reached out to designer Josh Devine and you helped produce the resin Astro Crash that he designed. And then now we're seeing that that's also going to be a vinyl version too. Was that your first experience as a producer or your first time producing something for someone else? Uh, yeah, um, the resin and we we had uh, the 3D hero Tavon do the 3D sculpt for us, and we were actually gonna go straight into vinyl, and we had kind of the the story that everybody has, right, where you go to a factory and you have all these promises of this great price or a price that you think is fair, and then uh, you get a big surprise bill at the end that you can't do. Like, for instance, my my shipping bill was supposed to be like $15,000. And I was like, oh, that's why the production was so cheap. <laughs> so uh, we ended up just like losing like five grand on that. But we were able to take a vinyl prototype from that factory. And I sent it to uh, Frank Montano to do resin cast for us for five points. Um, so he was able to do, I think, 20 resins for us. Wait, wait, wait. So you did go into full vinyl production and you, just, you saw the final bill. And you backed out, but you had the vinyl prototype to then send to someone else to make resin cast of it? Yep. Holy crap. It's not what we wanted to do, right? <laughs> we, we, uh, Me and Josh have been going in this together. It's been definitely a journey. Uh, production is not easy for anybody that wants to get into it. Um, it's a lot of learning curves. But the, the resins did really well, and Frank did like an amazing job. He, he casted them and painted them all. Um, 
uh, we were able to take some of those funds to put towards uh, the mold. So we have the molds paid for for Astro at our new factory, which is great. And we have a quality control manager that's going and checking on things. And it's supposed to ship the second week of April from China. So we should have them pretty soon. Wow. And Frank Montano, he's a guy that we should get on the show. Amazing customizer. And it sounds like just amazing producer too, or manufacturer. Yeah. His casts are so clean and his paint lines are so clean. Like I was, we were so happy with, with the quality of work that he did. Yeah. I had no idea he was involved, but his, I think you're right, Gary, we should totally pull him in because he has the way he customized and as well as his, like his paint applications are incredibly like so unique too. You see it, you instantly know it's Frank's work. Mm -hmm. Unless it's an Astro crash. Well, yeah. But so the fact that he's uh he's just a solo guy, the fact that he was able to produce that amount for you for five points is pretty impressive. Yeah. So I imagine he's holding down a day job and stuff as well. Yeah, he's got a day job and I think he's got like three or four kids, so he's Holy he stays busy. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how he does it. I mean we were we had originally asked him, I think, to make like fifty and he's like, Oh yeah, I got it, but he didn't got it. <laughs> but it was understandable. You know who we were talking about, George? Frank Montano? Uh, maybe. I think you'll notice. Your, I think you'll recognize his work. Yeah, like I, th- I think I recognize the name. I think he goes by Feast. This is like artist name. No, it's, no, that's his like business name, isn't it? That's his brand, I guess. Yeah. Well, it's he go. It's his Instagram is Frank Montano, but may I think his um. He has Blizzard Beast and certain characters, and he his uh he calls it Feast Corp. Okay. Website, but yeah, and he's always so fast. He's real funny on Instagram. He'll get like a new platform and say uh, a janky comes in. He'll just show the blank and hey, in two days this will be up on my store. And yep. in two days, somehow he primes it, cuts it up, carves it, sculpts it, paints it, and it gets it up in the store. And somehow he can do all this with three kids. It's amazing. Good job. Yeah, and I remember when he came in because he was doing – I remember how unique his sculpts were because not only was he carving into the face to create these open mouths, yep. but he was also doing these tongue sculpts that pretty much – it's like they came out from the core of the the head, like the dunny or whatever, and it was just so unique and so crazy. And I had never really seen anyone customize like that where they carve the face in and sort of create this tongue and inner mouth. And he'd paint the insides of the vinyl black sometimes to give like the dimension and depth of a mouth. Mm-hmm. It was just so crazy cool. And he's since then, he's just been like he has a combination of characters, but that Blizzard Beast by far is I think his his main focus. And he he can apply it to anything. I mean, it doesn't matter the platform. He finds a way to make it work. He just did some on um, Quix's Hello Kitty productions. He's amazing. So. Yeah, I mean, if anyone who's not familiar, Instagram account is Frank Matano. By far one of the top customizers out there. Just amazing work. Mm-hmm. Okay. What else should we talk about? Um, well, we should be having, just to note, we should have Astro Crash ready at five points. So the vinyl release should be a year after the resin. Nice. Do, do you, you have a-, like a price point, do you think? Oh, yeah. So they're going to retail at uh, $99. It's about 10 inches tall. But still, a hundred bucks for twelve-inch vinyl seems good. Well, it's uh, it's like 
it's 10 inch um or 10 inch whatever but but 10 inches of vinyl i mean you're paying 100 bucks for like some three inch four inch stuff out there right now Mm -hmm. yeah i I think it's a good price and i think it's a good quality product um the sample came out really nice and hopefully having the quality control guy in china which dan at unbox urged me like get a quality control person like don't start production without quality control so i listened to him because this guy is like the best in the biz right he knows what he's talking about so uh, we were able to do that and that just gives you that assurance that it's going to be good so what do you mean you have a quality control guy over there in the factories and does he work for the factory that you're running it through or does he visit the factory just to kind of manage the quality control for you on that end yeah so he he doesn't work for the factory um he goes and visits um it's actually a guy that i befriended he owns a store in hong kong and he produces his own toys and i talked to him on a regular basis and I told him I was kind of looking for somebody and he's like, well, I can do it for you. He's like, your factory is like 10 minutes away from my factory. I'll just go do it for you. So he talked to Josh and I about what our expectations were for paint applications and the mold. And, uh, you know, our first prototype, the, the arms and the face didn't lay flat. So that's, that was important that they had to do that. So he's making sure all those things that, that Josh and I want to be done is on the completed project. That's fantastic that you have a guy out there that you trust and respect to, to do that for you because a lot of independent producers want to end up spending expensive plane tickets to go out there and visit and oversee quality control, and that just affects your bottom line. So it's great that you have someone that's already there willing to handle that for you. That's awesome. As much as I'd like to, it's just, you know, it's unrealistic with the job and family and the cost too, you know, it's quite a bit to just go visit the factory. No, oh, yeah, Definitely. So you mentioned that the vinyl yeah. Astro Crash is going to be ready in time for Five Points Fest. Is there anything else that you're going to have on hand for Five Points Fest that you can kind of leak to us? Yeah, we have a, a bunch of exclusives planned for um, Five Points and a custom show. Um, we're supposed to have an exclusive with OK Luna, uh, Karokaban, uh, Mad Kids, and then we're going to do our uh, custom show on the, the large-scale Tara McPherson's Skullflower. Oh, and I will email you two weeks before <laughs> five points about that. Scary. <laughs> oh. I'm excited to hear you're going to do a Kurobakan and um, OK Luna exclusive. I'll be curious to learn what those are. Yeah, I don't want to say what they are yet because I don't know if they want to announce what it is yet, but they're, um, they're new colors of characters they've done in the past. I'm so, still hoping. You know what? We should probably let people know that you're getting an exclusive of the mini Whooper Looper, too. That's right. That should be here in just a few weeks. Are you serious? Yeah. That was that's, fast. Yeah, that's what Pobber told me. I, I'm pretty excited for that one. So I imagine uh, you're not going to be waiting for five points on that one. Uh, I could, but I'm like, God, I got so much stuff. Um, I wanted to talk to you about that. I don't mind holding on to it until five points if you you want to do it there hey it's your it's your exclusive do what you want okay <laughs> <laughs> make some money bring in bring your money to five points yeah well here's the thing Corey. i'm also having an exclusive too and i think mine are going to be arriving in a few weeks so we should probably coordinate uh-huh. so we're not having any sales conflict you know let's let's be nice to the collectors out there right please do it on the same day a minute apart you will make collectors flip. <laughs> they'll be like i don't know what's going on and refresh ah i can't do both ah. 
No, totally, totally joking. Please don't do that, as collectors. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would. Please like don't to do that. them for sale at the same day at the same time. Don't torture us. No, I would like I, to give a little breathing room in there. Yeah, you could bring yours to five points. Sell it out of your backpack. No, see, and that's wrong to five points to do stuff like that. I think. No, I, I well, was joking. You can just come sit at my booth for ten minutes and then sell out and then go about your business. Do I have to give you a cut? No, you don't have to give me a cut. Nice. Oh, All right, please. done. <laughs> well, kind of—I mean, not that you want to wait, and not that you couldn't just go ahead and sell them, but it could be kind of fun for you to sell them at five points, and you could like dual signing or something, make a thing of it. Not, not yours, Gary, but Corey's. Yeah. Well, what am I saying? I'm a collector. I'm impatient. Sell them as soon as you get them. I want them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Uh. Oh, and before I forget, before I got on the episode, I was talking to Nick Eliota, and I told him I was going to record, and he told me to say hi to everyone. So, hi from Nick. Hello. Are you serious? Are we doing this on-air recording, really? Any birthday messages you want to send out to anybody while we're at it? <laughs> For real, we've hit the uh, the shout-out portion, so I don't know if we should start. Does that mean it's over? Should we start wrapping it up? Teresa, is this one of our terrible endings again? <laughs> I feel like our past few endings are just not it's been just not smooth at all. Yeah, but we have bad transitions lately. We just kind of stop and say, "Okay, we're done. Let's Sorry. sign off." Affordable. <laughs> no, Carlos is going to keep stepping in. Let's just ease off on their conversation. <laughs> I'll I'll mute you. <laughs> All right, Corey, thanks for joining. Uh, finally, we finally actually let you talk on an episode. How about that? Um, yeah, I appreciate it. No, it was nice getting to know you. I, di- I didn't know any of your history and all that. And thank you so much for being an early sponsor and being continuing to be a sponsor of the show. Would you believe if we make it to the end of this month, guys, we will have lasted for three years? Wow. wow. I just want to make it to the three years. <laughs> and then quit. <laughs> I don't know what's going on lately. I don't know. I feel like we're just starting to fizzle out. But wait, maybe we can keep it going. We need to respark it. I'll send you that uh, bonus sponsor check for your three-year anniversary. There yeah. you go. Now he's gonna stay. You gonna share? You gonna share any of that with us, Gary? Guys, I don't make any money. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it goes right to the right to Podbean. I do. And 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 penance and pins. That are flying off the shelves. Oh, I know. You just, we cannot produce enough of those. <laughs> if you would like some Marshall Toy Hour merch, we got some. We got pendants and pins. Go to, I don't even know where you can buy it. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> well, and we have shirts too. If you want the pin and pennant, those are actually under your superham.com website. Is it? And really? Yep. And the shirt is on Threadless, and you don't have the shirt link on our merch section on Podbean, so fix that. <laughs> I suck. But yeah, they're on your website on Superham. Okay. There you go, people. They're up. All right, so let's wrap this up. Corey, thanks again for joining. You're awesome. Why don't you take a brief moment and let our listeners know where they can follow you? Uh, you can find me on all social media at Strange Cat Toys and then uh, strangecattoys.com. 
And customer service email is meow. Can I help you at outlook.com? <laughs> I love that. I didn't know that. That's great. Yep. <laughs> really riding that cat thing, even though you hate it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> cat toys coming soon. Teresa, go next. Sure. Teresa Hawkins, if you all want to find me, check me out on Instagram. Username is tmhawk24. George. And I'm at uh, double G toys on Instagram. And I'm Gary Ham, Gary Ham on Instagram, superham.com. This has been the Marsham Toy Hour. We do the show when we can get to it. So until our next transmission, we're signing off. Bye. Bye. Are we doing this next week? You're, no, this you're... is getting, this show is going downhill. We, first, it was like <laughs> we do this every week, and then we do this every other week. <laughs> we do this when we can. <laughs> this show i'm never doing it again <laughs> it's, not, it's not getting that bad but i just don't know when our next record is teresa's gone next week so i guess we don't have any guests lined up but george if you want we can do something uh yeah i'm, I'm still in okay uh, i want to see that i want to see a gary george only episode we've done gary and teresa ones we've never done just you two sure we have yeah we must really record. Before Teresa's time, I think you did a George episode. Oh, I'm just talking. Okay, well, since I joined in. No, but seriously, have we ever done just George and I? I don't know. I don't know. It'd be a funny episode. We just sit there going, uh, what do you want to say? Uh, Jess, <laughs> Jess, come on, join Jess. <laughs> yeah, we'll just Gary have, would ask a question her, and it'd be crickets and he'd have to answer his own question. Because George would be in the bag and be like, I don't know what you're talking about. I'll just have it muted and not, not, you guys can't hear me. Surely George and I can carry a conversation. We'll, we'll see, I guess. Find out next week. Tune in. If there's no episode next week, then you'll know that we couldn't carry a conversation. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, the antici- let the anticipation build. Thank you.